I want you to do me a favor, and I want you, this is not going to be a real positive thing, but I need you to listen to this, okay? Just listen, and then I'm going to wait about five seconds, and then I want you to tell me what you think. There's a mix of everything there, right? You heard automatic gunfire. You actually heard anti-aircraft weaponry. And those last couple of shots you heard were from a 50 caliber Barrett sniper rifle. I want you to think about it a little bit more. And then say to yourself... Where do you think this stuff actually came from? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, I know this is kind of a kind of a strange one. So, where, where do you think that came from? Syria, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. Maybe the North Koreans were shooting someone who was trying to cross into China or North South Korea. No, that was Mexico. That was about that was in Sinaloa, Mexico, about a thousand miles from here, and it occurred. Oh, started yesterday, occurred through a lot of today, and then ended about noon today. Um, I, and I'm sure you didn't hear a lot about it. It was huge. It was absolutely huge, and we learned a lot of things about it. I was, I'm going to do this. It's going to be a shorter podcast because I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to end this whole thing. But this, I think, is a huge story that is being completely ignored by the media. And I suggest that you really go to my website at Politics and look at the video of this. It's absolutely incredible. And if you connect to the link where I actually got the uh, where I got the story, you'll see uh, probably about six videos about what was happening down there. It was absolutely incredible. It's over now. Or is it? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So here's the story. This is the story. We all know who Joaquim El Chapo Guzman is. He's convicted, uh, he was convicted in the United States of various crimes uh, related to him being the boss of the Sinola uh, drug cartel in Mexico. A lot of this is actually easy compared to what he was under in Mexico. I mean, this guy was in for murder in Mexico. Of course, he escaped four times. Mexico realized, the Mexican government realized they couldn't control him. So the United States really wanted him. Even though I don't think we ever got him on murder charges, we did get him on a lot of charges. Well, now he's serving life at ADX Florence Federal Prison, um, the worst and most isolated prison arguably in the world. So he's basically living dead right now. I'm thrilled about it. No one deserved anything better. 
But with this, you would have thought life in Mexico would have gotten a little quieter now that their big guy is gone. Of course, if you ever listened to Juan Guzman when he was injured, he said, no, it will not be. I knew I was going to be taken. He knew he was going to be taken away. Someone else will take control. And he was right. Guzman's son, and I'm sorry, I'm a white guy. I don't know if I... Ovidio Guzman has taken over the organization with his older brother. Apparently, is just as sought after as his father and his older brother. So, the police found him. There was a shootout. They caught him. They arrested him. They even released an unredacted image of him. If you decide to go to Dumbasses Talking Politics and take a look at his uh, mugshot... You'll see this looks like a complete delight. He looks like just a wonderful human being. He doesn't seem concerned at all that he's in prison at this moment. Well, he shouldn't have been. He had no reason to worry. His brother, Ivan Archivaldo, I know I butchered that, Guzman Salazar, and the co-leader of the cartel, did not appreciate the police arresting his brother. He sent out the most vicious cartel soldiers that he had with the orders to harm the family members of the soldiers and police who were responsible for his arrest. And uh, it didn't work out real good. What you actually heard in the previous video was part of the actual attack. It looked like a war zone. Go to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can actually take a look at the video. Take a look at the links. It looked like a war zone. What they, what the video I showed you doesn't show is the people in grocery stores, on the streets, in cars. They see a 50 caliber, I guess it's an M20, pulling down the street in the back of a truck. And you see these cars turning around and speeding off. People rushing from the street. And these guys, they don't give a damn. They just turn and start shooting at whoever they were shooting at. These guys came at government forces, at, at the local police force, with automatic weapons, 50 caliber anti-aircraft guns strapped to the back of pickup trucks. And 50 caliber sniper rifles. I wonder, and these sniper rifles, I recognize the one in the video that you'll see if you take a look. It was a Barrett. These are British sniper rifles. The United States has them. Hmm, I guess that Fast and Furious thing didn't really kick. Hasn't really been fixed, has it? Thank you, Obama and Eric Holder, who wanted to be president at one point. The police force was horribly outgunned. They didn't have the people. They didn't have the arms. Civilians were forced indoors, no matter where they happened to be. And they had to stay there for hours until this whole thing ended. Now, thank God everybody in Mexico has a cell phone because they were posting this stuff. In order to stave off their eventual defeat, and their eventual defeat would have meant 
they would have broken into the police station or jail that uh, whatever his name, Guzman was held in, burned it to the ground, released all the prisoners, and killed every, every police officer or soldier there. As a matter of fact, there was one video which I, I didn't have the heart to post where there was a police transport transporting criminals. What's-his-name was not in there. Guzman was not in there. And it was stopped by Guzman's militia. They just shot into the truck, killed the police force, and let who at whichever uh, uh, prisoner was left alive, they let them go. This is a freaking terrible country, and it's right on our border. Um, Sonola, Sonola is literally a thousand miles from our border. It's right there. If anyone. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I just thought of the... <clears throat> anyway, so they let Guzman go. If anyone on the left actually thought that Mexico was filled with all those innocents that are just looking for a better life, this is why you can't allow just any Tom, Dick, and Harry into this country. Mexico is considered the most violent country in the world. Worse than Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, North Korea, China. They had 66,000 crime-related murders last year. That's twice what we had in this country. As much as the lefts keep saying how they hate our country because of gun violence, in Mexico there's gun control they double us and yet you want to let these people in the country is filled with criminals we also know we know that because of the experience we've had in the United States with these people Sonola and Nayarit which is just the actual I guess county or cities. I don't know what they're they have in Mexico. Nayarit is just south of Mexico. These two cartels are directly responsible through illegal immigration for the black tar heroin epidemic, the fentanyl epidemic, epidemic, and now are responsible for a lot of the meth trade in the United States. Now I'm not going to totally blame them. I mean Purdue Pharma. It's got to take a lot of responsibility through oxycotton and oxycodone. But the reality of the matter is oxycotton and oxycodone, which are basically heroin derivatives, were always very expensive. Mexico found a way to make it cheap through black tar heroin. And then when they realized they could make money on methamphetamine too, which could be produced with kitchen solvents, they said, screw it, let's make it, there. let's make it there too. We can't depend on the Mexican government or the Mexican military, most of whom are on the payroll of the cartels. The corruption in the Mexican government is incredible. 
as much as people would like to say the United States is terrible, would something like this have ever happened in the United States? I wonder after something like this, the left still thinks that we are the crappiest country in the world. Well, here, yeah, they probably do. Because nobody on, nobody in the mainstream media actually reported on this. It doesn't go along with the left's narrative. Instead, everyone bitches about Syria and the Kurds. Which, by the way, part of this podcast was going to be about that, but I've got a lot to say on the Syria, on Syria and the Kurds. And at the end of that podcast, you're going to sit back and say, I still don't know what to think. And you know why? It's confusing as all sin. This stuff's been going on for hundreds of years. It's nothing new. But we're definitely going to, that'll be the next podcast. I'm thinking either, I'm thinking that's going to be a Sunday one because it's going to be a long one. Probably, it's probably going to violate the Dave rule, but it has to do what it has to do. Um, here's what's really disturbing. Why is the left-wing news media bitching about Syria, but they totally ignored the unfettered violence in Sonola today? Un people were killed. The government was under attack. Why do they ignore that? Um, because Trump did something really unpopular with Syria. He pulled out. And by the way, we're not talking Trump pulled out 15,000 soldiers. He pulled out 50 special forces soldiers who were walking with the Turks. That's all he did to make sure the Turks didn't kill any of the Kurds. Well, we're going to find out. That's very complicated in the next couple of days when I release that next podcast. But that's the point. Syria, who has nothing to do with us, that's that country is what, 10,000 miles away? Or 7,500 miles away? I don't know what it is has nothing to do with us is really important because Trump did something that we're not happy about. But the same thing happened in Mexico. A thousand miles from our border. And they don't say a word about it because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, no, we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, here's the reality. Let's get to the reality. Mexico's not our friend. They don't care about us. We need to protect ourselves from them. We need to improve our border security, including building a big, beautiful border wall. We need better technology on the border, more uh, border security, more soldiers, more uh, border patrol. And we need laws that if someone is crossing illegally, they're sent right back without any due process that they don't deserve in the first place. Due process is a legal definition that all citizens and residents who are going to be potential citizens are entitled to. An illegal alien is not entitled to due process by the Constitution because they've already violated our Constitution by crossing our border illegally. They broke our laws. They're not residents. They don't care about our laws. Send them back. It's the same reason I don't feel bad when somebody who murdered someone ends up in prison. They end up in prison because they violated our laws. 
They've given up their rights. Goodbye. Chow chow. Once you're convicted, you're done. You don't have rights. They, and the reason they're not, not citizens is they haven't proven they deserve to be here. They've not proven they will give our country anything. And I don't think it's a heavy assumption they will take, they will take through government programs and they'll actually drain our system. How do I know this? Illegal aliens are costing the United States between 140 to 200 billion dollars a year. And a lot of economists are saying that it's probably more than that because they can only define that value based off what they know. A lot of illegal aliens are here and no one knows they're here. This is this is the the cussing part of this whole thing, and I don't mean to cuss here, but I, I I'm doing it for a reason, and I'm gonna put air quotes every time I do this. Remember when Trump called some country, either it was Haiti or Nigeria or Somalia, I think it was, it was either Nigeria or Haiti. I'm not sure. Remember when they call he called that country a shithole country? Do you know why he called him that? That's because, and I could use these four interchangeably, it doesn't matter. That's because Haiti, Nigeria, and Somali are shithole countries. You need proof of that besides statistics that show murder rate and crime and unemployment and annual income and things, GDP and things like that. You need more than that kind of statistics. I'll, I'll make it easy. Because Haitians, Nigerians, and Somalis want to come to this country. Here's a flash for the left. Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador are shithole countries. Need proof of that? Besides the statistics that show GDP, crime rate, murder rate, annual income, unemployment rates... Because Mexicans, because Mexicans, Guatemalans, Hondurans, and El Salvadorians want to come to this country. None of the last four countries qualifies for asylum. There's no persecution. There's no uh, cleansing, ethnic cleansing. There's no war. None of them qualify for that. Literally it would be less than 1% of the people that cross the border. And if they cross the border illegally, what does that change? If you're from El Salvador, shouldn't you have escaped persecution by entering Honduras? Then stay in Honduras. Or if you're from Honduras, you should have entered Guatemala and avoided that. Or if you're from Guatemala, enter Mexico, or all three of you enter Mexico, you shouldn't have that problem. No. Let's kill that stupid argument right off the bat that these people qualify for asylum. They don't. They want to come here for a better life. They want to come here for opportunity. That does not qualify you for a better life. That does not qualify you to be allowed into the United States. This is the greatest country in human history. The greatest civilization ever conceived by a bunch of guys with bad haircuts and pantaloons back in the 1700s. We need to protect it. 
We need to make sure that anyone comes over to our comes over our border and becomes a resident and eventually a citizen wants to become a member of this country. And to become a member of this country's work. It means you have to have something to give to this country. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. You don't have to be a rocket scientist or anything, scientist or anything, but you need to contribute. You need to make sure you're going to have work. You're going to work. That you're not going to suck our resources from us. That person needs to make sure that they're not going to commit crimes or they're bringing over diseases we've never seen before. It is not a right to walk into this country. It's a privilege. If anyone has a problem, I tell you what, I, I've read the Mexican Constitution in English. I've read the Mexican Constitution. One of the things that really trips me out about it is I've always thought I would love to take that section of the Mexican Constitution that discusses how you become a citizen in Mexico. I'd love to cut and paste it translate it to appropriate English and make it our, I don't know what how many amendments we've had at 26, 27. Make it the 27th Amendment, 28th Amendment. And boom. Because Mexico has, I don't even think they're some of the toughest laws, but Mexico has very tough immigration laws. You realize right now, I work with computers. I do very well in the United States, but I have to go to Mexico. I can only stay in Mexico for a certain period of time. And then I have to prove that I can work in Mexico. I'm not going to take any of their social programs, though I'm not looking at how everyone is in Mexico. I'm not exactly sure what social programs there are down there. But I need to prove I can be a valuable citizen in Mexico. That's just to live there. That's not even to become a Mexican citizen. I have to stay there for years to become a Mexican citizen. That includes, I better be able to speak Spanish. That's what this country needs. And we also need to build that damn wall to keep those animals out of here. And I'm not talking about the family that wants to come over to the United... I'm talking about those freaking criminals that are killing each other. Because if you don't think a big percentage of the people that are sneaking over in this country are criminals? You're an idiot. Do you know how I know that? We've got an opioid epidemic. And that opioid epidemic was not created by families walking over. We already know a third of the women who try and cross the border are assaulted. We already know there's high levels of human trafficking. And to be honest with you, looking at the weaponry that those people had, are military-grade weaponry that I'm pretty sure Mexico doesn't have. I'm pretty sure they don't have a lot of Barrett 50 caliber rifles. You really got to question... Um, <laughs> Arms trafficking. Okay. A little shorter today. I think that's okay. Um, and thank God. I had a lot to say about this one. This one really bothered me. I saw this and I couldn't believe Sonola. I've been to Sonola. 
I mean, I was like, I know people from Sonola. I'm from California. You know I know people from from all parts, parts of Mexico. I just couldn't believe what I was looking at. And I couldn't believe it was only a thousand miles from our border. So, um, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Please visit my website at http www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can listen or download this podcast on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.